Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Tuesday, November 2nd. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include new rules to hit oil and gas companies, Senator Manchin slow walks Biden's social spending plans, and DuPont gets a makeover. Those stories and more, but first, let's get caught up on markets. U.S. equity futures are lower by about a tenth of a percent. Crude oil is down two-tenths of a percent at $83.88 a barrel. Gold is unchanged at $1,795 an ounce. Bitcoin rising 2% to over $63,000. The yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury is 1.55%. In Europe, shares are mixed, with stocks in London lower by six-tenths of a percent, while shares in Paris and Frankfurt are higher. In Asia, stocks closed lower, with shares in China down more than 1%. All three U.S. indexes posted record highs Monday, with the S&P 500 now up 23% in 2021. The Dow Jones Industrial Average briefly rose above 36,000 for the first time. Now our top stories. The Biden administration unveiled policies to cut emissions of methane from oil and gas operations across the country. The proposed rules from the Environmental Protection Agency could establish standards for old wells, impose more frequent and stringent leak monitoring, and require the capture of natural gas found alongside oil that is often released into the atmosphere. The EPA is set to require most oil and gas operators to use special cameras or other instruments four times a year to spot and plug leaks of the invisible gas from compressor stations. The agency will also require new and existing pneumatic controllers to have zero emissions and is set to restrict the venting of natural gas found in oil wells. Separately, President Biden is scheduled to give a news conference around 3.30 p.m. Eastern time before concluding his European trip. Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat of West Virginia, called on Democrats to slow down in their work to advance a one and three quarter trillion dollar plan to overhaul the country's health care, education, climate and tax laws, raising doubts about the timeline to advance President Biden's economic agenda. Manchin also rebuked liberal House Democrats who have refused to vote on a parallel measure to improve the nation's roads, bridges, pipes, ports and Internet connections. And DuPont is nearing a deal to buy Rogers Corp. for about $4 billion. The plan for the electronics materials specialist is to review then alternatives for its units that specialize in materials used in the automotive industry. DuPont, which has a market value of around $37 billion, has three divisions, electronics and industrials, mobility and materials, and water and protection. Its products include construction materials as Tyvek home wrap, fibers such as Kevlar, which are used in bulletproof vests, and materials used in electronic displays. Shares of DuPont dropped 4% in pre-market after reporting third-quarter profit and revenue that beat expectations, but the company cut its full-year outlook, citing decelerating order patterns because of the global semiconductor shortage. In earnings news, Pfizer shares are up more than 2% in pre-market after reporting earnings that exceeded analyst estimates and raised its full-year guidance. 
Clorox said sales fell 6% in the September quarter versus a year ago. The company said it made progress on restoring supplies of its cleaning and household products. Shares of Clorox, down 21% over the past 12 months, rose about 4.5% in after-hours trading after the company posted results. BP reported a rise in third-quarter profit, beating forecasts, and said that it continues to expect a decline in reported full-year upstream production. The energy company also said it's planning an additional $1.25 billion share buyback program. PG&E recorded greater revenue year-over-year in the latest quarter, boosted by a jump in natural gas revenue. Simon Property Group said earnings and sales rose in the third quarter as shoppers returned to malls and occupancy levels improved. KKR reported an increase in third-quarter earnings, and the portion of profits that it could return to shareholders more than doubled, including dividends. The firm's shares have climbed 97% year-to-date, compared to a 23% total return for the S&P 500. Apollo Global Management reported lower third-quarter profit, but the portion of its earnings that it could hand back to shareholders climbed to a record. Shares of Estee Lauder are lower by more than 2% pre-market after the skin and hair care, makeup, and fragrance company reported fiscal first quarter profit and sales that rose above expectations, but it provided a downbeat second quarter outlook as inflation, supply chain disruptions, and COVID-19 restrictions are expected to continue. The company raised its dividend 13%. Arconic said its third quarter net income more than tripled. The company says it now expects 2021 revenue to rise because of increased metal prices. ConocoPhillips reported earnings that beat analyst expectations. Rockwell Automation reported sales that lagged estimates. And Marathon Petroleum reported a net profit for the third quarter as revenue jumped. Shares of Pandora, the world's largest jewelry maker by production capacity, fell as investors were concerned about weak sales growth at its own stores in the third quarter. The company lifted its full-year outlook, citing strong U.S. sales, but its share price dropped nearly 7% in early trading, as it also said sales at Pandora's stores grew just 5% in the quarter. Analysts had expected 14% growth. Green Hydrogen Systems said that orders grew sharply in the third quarter and maintained its full-year guidance. The Danish company said it signed three orders during the quarter with end customers in Germany, the UK, and Norway. Other companies reporting earnings today include Activision Blizzard, Amgen, Eaton, Ferrari, Match Group, Mondelez International, Prudential Financial, Lidos, and T-Mobile U.S. In other news, U.S. manufacturing activity slowed in October with all industries reporting record-long lead times for raw materials. The Institute for Supply Management survey revealed a measure of new orders dropping to a 16-month low. Inflation in the U.S. is transitory and the economy is not overheating. That's according to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. This follows warnings from U.S. business leaders that shortages are fueling price increases. Among pledges to be unveiled on the first day of the climate change conference in Glasgow, India set a net zero emissions target of 2070. More than 100 countries agreed to halt deforestation by 2030, and Jeff Bezos committed half a billion dollars to a $10 billion fund to provide developing countries with renewable energy technology. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson was criticized for planning to return to London from the climate change conference on a private plane, just hours after warning in a speech that time was running out on the doomsday clock to save the planet. 
Johnson is among many world leaders and business executives who chartered planes to travel to the United Nations conference in Glasgow. Johnson's spokesperson defended the move, saying traveling by train would take too long. The rail journey takes about four to six hours, while flights between Glasgow and London take about an hour and a half. Chinese iron ore futures plunged as steel output in the world's second largest economy fell to its lowest level since March 2020 in late October. Futures for iron ore to be delivered in China in November fell more than 6% today, down almost 20% in the last five days alone. China's Yango Group asked international investors to swap nearly $750 million of debt for new bonds, blaming a shutdown of its usual financing channels for the cash crunch. Australia opened its borders for the first time in more than 18 months to permanent residents, citizens and their families, marking a softening of pandemic restrictions. Digital Currency Group, a cryptocurrency conglomerate that counts the asset management firm Grayscale and Coindesk among its holdings, raised $700 million in an investment round. That's the second largest in the crypto sector. The funding round valued the company at $10 billion and was led by SoftBank Group's Vision Fund 2. The value of a squid coin collapsed from a high of nearly $2,900 to effectively zero as cryptocurrency traders watched the token's unknown creators clean out some $3.5 million in funds. That's according to Digital Records. Global Foundries has sold out of its semiconductor capacity through 2023. American Airlines canceled about 300 flights Monday, about 6% of its scheduled flights for the day. And 13 companies are expected to come to market to raise at least $3 billion. The list includes eco-friendly shoe company Allbirds and personal finance site Nerd Wallet. The biggest deal of the week is expected to come from drug discovery company Evotech, which is aiming to raise more than half a billion dollars at a valuation of $9 billion. The German company is already listed on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange. Rivian Automotive is seeking a valuation in a range of just above $60 billion in its initial public offering next week. Backers include Amazon, Ford Motor, and Cox Enterprises. Amazon disclosed last week that it holds a 20% stake in Rivian. A $60 billion valuation would make Rivian more valuable than Honda Motor Corporation. A deal for Hertz to buy 100,000 Tesla vehicles isn't signed yet. That's according to chief executive of Tesla, Elon Musk, in a tweet. He questioned the stock market rally for the electric vehicle maker that had ensued. In addition, a regulatory filing showed a recall of nearly 12,000 Tesla vehicles because of a communications error that may cause unexpected activation of the emergency brake system. Tesla shares are down 5% in pre-market action. Black Rifle Coffee is going public by combining with a special purpose acquisition company in a merger that values the coffee seller focused on military veterans at about $2 billion. Newbank is targeting a valuation of more than $50 billion in its proposed initial public offering in New York. This is the digital lender that is home to a variety of financial services for users in Mexico, Colombia, and Brazil. The regulatory filing yesterday revealed that the Brazilian financial tech company is aiming to raise more than $3 billion from stock market investors. Asset manager Franklin Templeton is buying private equity investment specialist Lexington Partners for $1.75 billion in the latest example of a mainstream manager expanding its alternative assets business. 
Speculative grade energy companies issued nearly $50 billion of bonds, close to the full year record of $56 billion, set in 2012. That's according to leveraged commentary and data. Mortgage companies in the U.S. issued more than $20 billion of mortgage-backed bonds in October. That's the second heaviest month of borrowing since the 2008-2009 financial crisis. That's all according to research from Bank of America. Jessica Simpson, the singer-turned-designer, is buying her lifestyle brand out of bankruptcy for $65 million. Her brand had been majority-owned by Sequential Brands Group, which filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in August. American Eagle Outfitters is acquiring the digital fulfillment operator Quiet Logistics in a $350 million cash deal as the apparel retailer looks to take greater control of its supply chain. And Yahoo said it's pulled its services in China, citing an increasingly challenging business and legal environment. And there have been so many storms in the Atlantic Ocean this year that the National Hurricane Center has used up all 21 available names, the third time in recorded history that that has happened. At 7 a.m. Eastern, U.S. equity futures are mostly lower, with NASDAQ futures down two-tenths of a percent. Crude trades at $83.88 a barrel. Gold is flat at $1,795 an ounce. Bitcoin trades over $63,000. That's up 2%. The yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury is 1.55%. Shares in Europe are mixed, with stocks in Paris and Frankfurt gaining, while shares in London are lower. In Asia, stocks close lower, with shares in China down more than 1%. And coming up today, we'll get automobile sales for October, and the FOMC begins its two-day meeting in Washington. Also, it's Election Day in an off year that's headlined by gubernatorial contests in New Jersey and Virginia. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.